Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, March the 18th. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me this week on the show, I've got <clears throat> Curtis. <clears throat> ah, clear that out. Uh, are you clearing the Chinese out? <laughs> yes. The the bad Chinese, <laughs> the bargain the, Chinese. The, the, the not Chinese, whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> what's everybody been up to <laughs> this past week or so? Not a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been today's episode. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. What are you going to do, Curtis? Uh, I actually, uh, the day after we recorded, uh-huh. I got sick. Oh, fun times. Yeah. And what'd you get? It felt like COVID, but it wasn't because I tested myself like several times. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> the anal swabs are the best, the most yeah. accurate way to go. Very accurate. Time. And oh, no, yeah. I think I did it wrong because I did anal and then nose. I think I was supposed to go nose, <laughs> then anal. No, no, I, you're right. Oh, <laughs> okay. What's those on the package? So. Yeah, I, did, I stuck an anal, both nostrils, and then everything just smelled bad. So. That's what the doctor in the alley does. <laughs> At least you can still smell. That's the test. Yeah, yeah, can you yeah. smell this? Yeah, I can still smell. I can still taste, unfortunately, that, that food wasn't up to snuff. Um, but. Yeah, I got sick, and then I was miserable literally for like a week. Yeah. So it was pretty bad. Did you do anything while you convalesced? Did you watch anything? or? I laid in bed and felt sorry for myself. <laughs> like the like, scene from Ferris Bueller <laughs> where Cameron's in bed? Pretty much, yeah. I was Cameron for like a week nice. straight. So yeah, I didn't catch up on anything this week. Fair enough. So well, We're glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Yeah, me <laughs> oh, <too>. I'm not. <laughs> Nope, still sick, boys. <laughs> How about you? What are you going to Kenny? Oh, just, we've been doing a unintentional spring cleaning. So, uh, yeah. been doing a lot of that. And then I've been, I decided to try to give NXT, the wrestling, a <laughs> well, chance you, again. You picked the wrong time to do that. You know? Oh, you said NXT. I thought you said NFT. NFT like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Kenny's making some NFTs. Yeah. He's suddenly a multi-billionaire uh, in, in pretend money. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's cool. With pretend art. If I ever made real millions money. Well, nobody's making would. real millions of money yeah. with NFTs. Just no. pretend. That's true. But I'm just, I'm going off of that. But yeah, but yeah so I, I decided to, because I haven't watched that in a long time, and I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And it was not good. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So that was a few hours of my day wasted. And, uh, but outside of that, we've just been, it's been spring break for the kiddos. So yep. we have just been doing, and they had a whole debacle with their <laughs> Kiltish troops. So right. we're having some fun with that, talking <laughs> to different people so. and all that. But uh, outside of that, you know, we've just been like, hey, you know, you didn't get to go do this. What can we do? So that's what we've been doing. We've just been filling her days with as much fun as we can do. So very nice, very good. Yeah, you guys kind of got shit on last week. Oh yeah, after we recorded. Yeah, we've boy, I could tell you some fun stuff, and I'm not here. But <laughs> yeah, some fun stuff that you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, so. we've got a little bit of that going on in our school district too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, a lot of shenanigans going on in the schools. They yeah. just cannot catch a break. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've just been keeping up with the stuff uh, from over on Epic. Still watching that. Yeah, uh, 
second episode of Winning Time on HBO Max was last week. Have, did you guys watch any of that at all? I yet? have not yet. Oh, you're gonna have to like. I've started to a couple times, but we've been, been doing stuff. So literally, I'm watching something as we're eating lunch or right. whatever. And then it's like, all right, let's get out. Let's get out of the house. Yeah. I was zoning out. What do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're not still sick? I don't know. Winning Time over on HBO Max. <clears throat> winning Time. Okay. Yeah. No, I Chinese food. Yeah, the Chinese food post post Chinese food coma. I don't want to say Chinese food. It's the price cutter. Yeah. Yeah, Let's be more the process, yeah, uh, the, yeah, the chemicals they well, use. Well, I got up there and it said uh, cashew chicken. I'm looking. There's no cashew chicken. It's just chicken chunks by itself. And then there's two different kinds of sauce next to it. And I don't know what the sauce is. So I put both of them on there. And then I went to the salad bar and put the uh, green the green onions on it. And yeah. they didn't have any peanuts. So there's almonds and... Um, <laughs> it's like DIY yeah. cashew chicken. What was the other one? Sunflower seeds. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I just kind of hodgepodge it. Right. It wasn't good. And now you got the post Chinese food coma. I've got that thousand yard stare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, how, the other. So how is the yeah. winning time? It's good. Uh, <clears throat> you don't necessarily even have to like. Like I grew up with like you know watching you know, the Lakers playing in the eighties yeah. and stuff on NBC, but you don't even have to really like that if you just kind of like the Adam McKay style of filmmaking. In this case, TV series making. John C. Riley's fantastic in it. He's just got. He he has this swagger, this confidence, this kind of Southern California. I'm a billionaire, and I. So he's got this confidence, but at the same time, he's like a little bit hippie too. So he's like, hey, everything's gonna be great, you know. Everything's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, it's 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 really fun to watch for him. And then the guy, that, the kid that plays the young Magic Johnson is really good too. They do a good job with that too. But John C. <laughs> Riley is the show on this, and and this may be an unpopular opinion, and I hope I don't make anybody mad when I say this. But John C. Riley is so much better when he's not with Will Ferrell right. than he is with him. Yeah, and I, I didn't realize that at first until you it, saw them apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and nothing against Will Ferrell; his stuff cracks me up too. Yeah, but not when they're together. John C. Riley is—I don't know if he's—he's he's a better actor than he gets credit. Yeah, for. when he's with yeah. Will Ferrell, he plays <clears throat> he second dummy. Yeah, yeah, he plays dummy, dummy one, and dummy two. In this, he's not playing dummy. He's just straight up playing the part and he's got that kind of he's got this weird charm and charisma in this role where you're just like shit man he is the whole fucking show <clears throat> and it's funny because that was the reason why Will Ferrell Adam McKay like <laughs> had a big falling out and dissolved their business interests together and stuff because Will Ferrell wanted this role and he put John C. Riley in and watching it you, I could not see Will Ferrell doing this at all I just, yeah even even not playing Will Ferrell, you know, like he, even if he's not trying to be Will Ferrell from everything you've seen Will Ferrell, because he does that sometimes. He sometimes he does well, like in dramatic roles. Yeah. Uh, there's a few I can think of, but I can't think of the names of them off the top of my head. Stranger than fiction or Stranger than fiction is one. There's one where like he's like, kicked out of the house. I forget what it's called. There's I I don't know the names of these movies, but anyway. Uh, he he can do something besides be Will Ferrell from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, but this is just so much. This whole show revolves around John C. Riley's character, and it—I can't see anybody else in it. But it's—it's it's infinite. It's—it's it's, it's very watchable. I mean, you can watch it and be like, "Shit, I'm ready for the next one." You know, like, <laughs> it's an hour and it goes quick. Um, the other thing I've been watching on HBO Max is uh, "Our Flag Means Death." I don't know if you've seen this or not. Aww. It is uh, from Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok and has done a bunch of other, you know, uh, what we do in the shadows. Which is one of like my that. favorite movies. Yeah. I love Thor Ragnarok. It's a 
pirate it, it's loosely based on a true story about this guy englishman who was just this kind of dainty you know high society englishman who decided he's going to be a pirate and so that's kind of the main character but then like you know it's only six episodes i've seen five of them I'm waiting to watch the last one um and then Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard, yeah. <laughs> but not as like not not the Pirates of the Caribbean version of Blackbeard, but very much a uh, Taika Waititi character. And it's 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 funny, but it's funny in that kind of British Aussie New Zealander Kiwi kind of like that whole offbeat uh-huh. way. It's not laugh out loud funny. It's not slapstick funny. It's like here's a funny predicament and these guys are going to say some things that are like, they're, they're going to call it like they see it, which is saying the things that you don't say out loud, saying them out loud kind of yeah. stuff. It, it's funny in that respect. Um, it's definitely one. I think you kind of got to be, want to be in that frame of mind to watch it. Not because it's dark, like, you know, like breaking bad, you got to be in the right frame of mind to watch that. Yeah. This is different, but it's, uh, it's very much a, yeah, that kind of almost, uh, almost, Ardman, Wallace and Gromit kind of, you know, humor to it. So um, it's, but it's funny. It's good. It's, it's worth watching. And then I saw uh, just today uh, the new show on HBO Max. I haven't watched it yet. DMZ. It's based on a DC comic. It's like setting up post-apocalyptic New York city. It stars Rosario Dawson. It's been really like downplayed. They haven't talked it up much at all, yeah. but it just, it like, just, how released. have I missed something Rosario yeah. Dawson? Cause that's, <laughs> yeah. And it just released and they dropped all, just like with our flag means death, HBO max dropped all the episodes and they're just like, here they are. And they didn't really say anything about it. You kind of be like, Oh, you have to look for it. And there it is kind of oh. thing. And I think DMZ is kind of the same way. They dropped all the episodes, which is weird. Cause that's not HBO max's way of releasing things. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're just kind of like almost burying it or just throwing it out there and see what happens, but they're certainly not promoting it like they have other stuff. Well, the flag one, uh, when you were explaining it, I was like, oh, I did see the little promo thing they had for it. I do remember Mm -hmm. that. Like, I I may be wrong, but I want to say I saw it at the beginning of From... When like they show the commercials for right. what's coming up and stuff yeah. like that, I want to say I saw it there maybe or something. But I did see that in front of something. Yeah, but I haven't seen the other one. I have to look for that. Yeah, I haven't seen any. I, I I've seen like emails because I'm on all the press release stuff, and I've but I've not seen any trailers. I'm not seeing anything. Like they're not saying anything. They're just kind of dumping it and walking away. And I don't know. It's kind of weird. Huh. But that's what uh, that's what we've been up to. I want to thank my co-host for being here today. Thanks, everybody, for listening <clears throat> to the podcast whenever and wherever you're catching us. Stay uh, frosty. Oh. Jen, no. Oh. Welcome back. No, we're not <laughs> over yet. Sorry I'm being a little boring. You got there, work folks. to do there, <laughs> Curtis. Today. My bad. Uh, we've got a great show for you this week. We are, first of all, we're following up on our February Spotify playlist that we did. Uh, in February, we did our favorite love songs. Um Curtis might have jumped the gun on this week's project or this month's project, but in the month of March, we are doing the exact opposite. We're doing some of our favorite breakup or heartbreak kind of songs. And I didn't put that one on this one just because it was on the other list. There you go. I know. So. <laughs> it's like, well, Curtis is jumping ahead. I'm like, <laughs> so what month is this? Shoot. I put my favorite game show theme song. No. Um, so we've got that going on. We've got a is Brandon uh, here. No, <laughs> we got we got a cage match for you this week. Uh, we got the results from last week's cage match to go over as well. Uh, we left it here uh, a tie, an unknown. So we got all that to go over. Plus all that's new and newsworthy in entertainment, pop culture, 
Let's get to it. Let's kick it off by taking a look at the top stories. Well, real quick. Yeah. Has anybody heard from Brandon? Uh, yeah, I heard from him not too long ago. How's he doing? Uh, yeah, as far as I know, okay. He's going to be at uh, Kansas City. Good. Brandon, if you're listening, hello. Yeah. So. You should do a playlist of your favorite uh, <laughs> game show theme songs. <laughs> That's our next <laughs> month. Curtis, quit jumping ahead. <laughs> that is not our next month. That's not my playlist. Let's take a look at the top stories this week. Uh, first up, The Batman held on to the top spot at the box office. After two weeks, the film has earned nearly $250 million in the U.S., almost $4.5 million globally. Uh, Batman keeps on rolling. Not any real competition coming out anytime in the near future. I think the next... How far do you think it'll go in making money-wise? Oh, Probably just shy of a billion. I would say. That's why I was want I was gonna see if you thought it'd get over a billion. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I'm gonna say but I, <laughs> I don't say it, I don't think it'll make a billion. Peter's out before it gets to eight hundred. Yeah. I think what did Joker made right at a billion, didn't it? Yeah, before really? the pandemic huh. and yeah. I don't think this will get there because I know people some people aren't going to the theater still. It's going to be on HBO Max 45 days after it was in theaters. So yeah. a lot of people who are on the fence who might have bought a ticket are going to be like, I can wait. Yeah, it's not. So I don't know. I don't think it'll break a billion. And I it's three hours. And it's three hours long. Yeah. That's that's tough for me just because I go with the wife and kids. And for some reason, they all have tiny bladders. and kids, So they all have to go at different times, have to get up right. and go. So it's like. <laughs> what I miss. <sighs> I was like, I told you to go before. I saw some folks that shared on social media, like the times to go to the bathroom so you won't miss anything. And so, and, and there were, and that, and there were quite that. a few of them in there. So it's like, oh, really? There's that many times you can get up and walk away from the movie and be okay still. Yeah, huh? that's not good. Yeah. That's why I'm like you. Just wait till it comes out. Cause we've, I've had a couple of opportunities to go, but something kind of happened I wasn't able to. And I'm like, that's got to be the universe saying, no, just wait. Wait <laughs> yeah. for Doctor Strange. Cause that's the movie I really want to go see. Yeah. You're not jazzed up for Morbius. <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> right. I don't know what I'll watch it. Yeah. Not gonna be their opening night with no. your with your vampire teeth in. No, probably like, let's not. go watch some Morbius. I'm getting soured on Jared Leto, and I hate that. Yeah. Because I never had a problem with the dude before. Love his music, you know, and stuff, but I just oh, man, it, and it's it's probably no fault of his. It's how things are being handled. I don't right. know, but Man, I, I hope this is good because this may be the first really turd of a Marvel movie we've gotten in the past. Well, if it is, they'll claim it's a Sony movie and just move on. <laughs> Fair enough. That's theirs. Uh, speaking of Warner Brothers, they have shifted theatrical release dates for some upcoming films. DC League of Super Pets moves from May 20th to July 29th of oh, this okay. year. That bumps Black Adam from July 29th to October 21st. Wow. And then Shazam! Fury of the Gods moves from June of next year up to December of this year. <laughs> so they're doing with a real short window between Black Adam and Shazam, and they moved things around so that Shazam follows Black Adam. So folks are speculating, what does that mean? But likely it means that they're wanting to work on the next film, which will probably be a crossover sooner rather than later while yeah. they've got the time. Might uh, as well. Yeah. I actually am pretty hyped up to see i'll I love the first Shazam movie yeah and 
I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't remember if I talked about it, but I went back and watched the old 70s oh, Shazam show. That does not hold up at all. <laughs> like, okay, because I've watched the old Incredible Hulk, and I'm like, okay, Those that's, that's pretty up, good, yeah. you know, stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I'll watch it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I'm That sorry. was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not good at all. With a capital terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Uh, the Flash, Aquaman, and the Lost Kingdom, the Wonka movie—they all move to 2023. So yeah, it looks like DC is putting all their eggs in a Black Adam Shazam basket for the time being, and hoping something pays out out of that. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll find out before the end of the year. Apparently, I don't know the Rock. You know, say what you want, his movies do really damn good. So oh yeah, they make money. They're hoping maybe that'll. It's because he plays the Rock in every movie he's in. Yeah. If he, I'll be surprised if Black Adam does not show up in a khaki shirt at some point in this as well, <laughs> looking like it's, it looks like Jumanji slash The Mummy slash every other movie he's in where he's wearing that same yeah. Jungle Trek Adventure Jungle. Cruise. I was just gonna say I, that Jungle uh, Crew or whatever it was called, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I waited on that one, but I was pleasantly pleased with that movie. It was yeah. better than I thought. Maybe I had low expectations for it, and yeah. it exceeded that. Yeah. I don't know, but that's good when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> which is not often. <laughs> yeah, I I do have high hopes for Black Adam now, so I hope it delivers. We'll find out before the end of the year. Actor William Hurt passed away over the weekend from oh, yeah. natural causes. He was only seventy-one years old. It's funny because you know seventy-one used to be like, oh, that's old. Yeah. But nowadays you see 70 year olds all the time and they don't look <laughs> like what 70 used to look yeah. like. And so 71 from natural causes, you're like, wow, that's, that's old. But then it's like, well, that's really not that old either. So, <clears throat> you know, some people gifted genetics and good clean living and yeah. others just get the short stick, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. My grandpa, you know, he was, he was 95 before he started looking old. Right. And then when he did, just went, you know, fell Downhill off a hurry. cliff that right. way. But everybody, when I told everybody, you know, no, he goes grocery shopping. He does drives himself over there. Like, but he's 95. I was like, have you met him? And they meet him. <laughs> and they're like, he's not 95. I was like, yeah, he is. I go, God, he looks great for his age. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's not one of those crippled over, just look yeah. a thousand years old. When I was uh, in my late teens, early 20s, I really loved smoking weed. And one of my favorite things to do was smoke weed and watch movies. <laughs> watch William Hurt movies? <laughs> so here's how the watching story Watching broadcast goes. news. <laughs> um, I watched the William Hurt movie Altered States while under an altered state. While in an altered state. And it broke me and I couldn't. I cannot <laughs> watch movies and smoke weed at the same time anymore <laughs> even to this day like i don't really smoke anymore either <laughs> I do, yeah i say that too yeah, it'd be a lot cooler if i could and, but william hurt you broke me and i'm sorry you're dead but you broke me <laughs> just wanted you to know you broke curtis <laughs> i wonder how that's gonna affect the thunderbolt stuff uh they'll probably replace him he wasn't the first no thunderbolt he was ross anyway was he, yeah, he was was he? Well, well I mean, if you depending on which Hulk you go to, as, yeah, yeah, like he was Thunderbolt in the Edward Norton one, right? And they reused him again, yeah, but but not in the Eric Bana. I guess they know. really don't have to do a, like this is in the universe that we right. know. With, yeah, now yeah. that they're opening the door to variants and multiverses and all kinds of stuff, yeah, just and put yeah. it in a different thing, and somebody else can be Thunderbolt. Or else, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, bring uh, back Sam Elliott. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's possible. Pour some salt around that man's name. <laughs> Sam Elliott was having a rough go today, <laughs> right now. Uh, speaking of a rough go of things, rough week for wrestling fans. 
I can't even stop yeah, trying no, to get into NXT. NXT was terrible. <laughs> Last <laughs> Friday, beloved WWE superstar Big E broke his neck in two places Ugh. on Smack Live on SmackDown. Like I sent you the, as it was happening. Like, dude, did you see this? It yeah. looked bad. Here lately, we've seen a lot of guys look like they're dead. <laughs> look yeah. like okay, that probably killed a guy. Um, he broke. He fractured his C one and C six vertebrae, which, according to my wife, uh, C five you're alive, C four <laughs> no more. So oh, cracking man. a C1 is pretty rough, pretty bad, but it's the big, thick neck on that guy is what yeah. saved him, apparently. Cause oh, yeah. That's a lot of boy coming down on Oh, yeah. Coming neck. straight down on his neck. Yeah. And it was that was it. It was straight down on yeah. it. Oh. It's like, yeah, watching that, a big old dude getting dropped on his head. I, I had the first time I watched it, I literally like got a little sun in my yeah. gut. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I just watched a man die on yeah. TV. Yeah. Man, it's Big E. That's horrible. Yeah. Everybody loves Big E. It's, it sounds like, though, he's going to be okay. Yeah. He just got to heal up. Yeah. Not do anything for a while. It's got to be because he's just got that huge neck yeah. the size of my thigh. And he's, <laughs> and he's been a power lifter, so all his bones yep. are good and strong. It's got to be that, man. Yeah. That's the only thing you can think of. <laughs> This saved his life. Uh, and then on Monday, WWE Hall of Famer and original member of the NWO, Scott Hall, died after being taken off life support. He uh, went in for a hip surgery, had three heart attacks, and then was put on life support. They took him off. Uh, I guess he lasted like four or five hours yeah. once they unhooked him. But uh, he passed away at 63. Another guy who is young, uh, but honestly... <laughs> Didn't think we were going to have him for the past the, decades. So. Yeah, the fact that he made it that far. I mean, yeah. Anybody that followed him and followed his thing and get, with DDP helping him and just stuff like Getting that. Getting him to walk again and, and everything else. It's yeah. crazy because I, I tried not to see a lot of that stuff because I love that era. And I've right. learned, I love Scott Hall since he was in the <laughs> crazy. Back with the perm and the mustache. Yeah. I love seeing the photos people are digging up now of like, yeah, remember when he wasn't the cool guy? <laughs> remember yeah. when he was just a guy with a bad permanent and mustache? That was, and to me, that was one of my. He was one of my favorite wrestlers when he was in yeah. that era and stuff. And then when he came to be Razor Ramon, I was like, "Wait, Scott Hall? I know Scott Hall. And he looks like Scott Hall, but yeah." And he was a lot more charismatic and yeah. stuff back then too. So, but maybe the drinking and stuff he had started doing, but that, but, uh, so that one kind of hit me a little more because I loved that wrestler right. and I, and I've loved him since I was a little kid and I was doing okay until I've read Kevin Nash's yeah. thing and I was like, don't read it. And I read it and I was like, Oh yeah, you got me. Yeah. He, uh, regardless of what you thought of the guy and there were some people who felt like maybe he was holding the younger kids back and some of that during his kind of heyday but the guy changed the business prior to him defecting from wwe to wcw nobody had a guaranteed contract you got paid based on where you were on the card that night so based on somebody not on anything you have going on not on anything you're doing in or out of the range based on somebody else saying here's where you are tonight that spot pays this amount of money. That's what you get paid. Yeah. Went, re requested, demanded a guaranteed contract. I don't care where you put me. Give me this much money for the however many years, per year over the however many years. Can't do it. Went to WCW. They said, absolutely. We'll do that. Changed the business. At that point, that began, opened the floodgates, people expecting you know, required WWE to start doing yep. guarantee guys. So, you know, it, as far as the business aspect of it, it changed a lot for a lot of the guys. Plus, you know, his 
just, it kicked off a whole golden era or second golden era, whatever you want to call yeah. it, of professional wrestling. Well, that's when you had college kids watching it in oh, the yeah. dorms and yeah, stuff. Big and college parties. Yeah, yeah they would they, all gather yeah. in the the main, you know, the the, the residence halls, main lounge area. Yep. Every yep. Monday night was kick on the wrestling and. And you know we uh, never got the ratings. Not even since no, has gotten the ratings that no. those two shows were getting. And you know, at the beginning of the Outsiders NWO Black and White thing, yeah. nothing has ever touched them oh, yeah. as far as being marketable. I mean, people who barely watch wrestling had All NWO sudden, shirts watching wrestling, and stuff. Yeah, yeah and we're, we're watching wrestling, and they, uh, you know, they had a lot to say about Hall of National stuff, but it's like. No offense, but Hall and Nash just can't walk in and say, we want all this airtime. We want this. Yeah. They were making money for the promotion. They had asses in seats. They had people watching all things. The bookers, merchandise. The bookers said, you're our money, people. We're putting you on well, as much as and possible. And that's what a guaranteed contract allowed. All of a sudden, they don't have to worry about, I've got to be in the main event this week, or I've got to be no worse than the two spot. Suddenly, you've got a two-hour program. They're like, put me in that transition hour you know put me at the top of eight o'clock <laughs> when nobody's watching everybody's flipping channels <laughs> yeah. everybody's like what's on nbc now you know i've watched an hour of wrestling to kill time now i want to watch this They're like put me wherever you need me and so i'm not worried about how much money i'm going to make because you're going to put me where you think i'm going to do the most for your business and i'm getting paid either way i don't care if i'm opening the show i don't care <laughs> if i'm ending the show in the main event Put me where you need me. And so they did. They All right, well, let's put them here. This is a dead hour for us. This is the hour where people start changing the channel. This is the hour where this, you know, they would find the time slot and throw those guys there. And then, and it, they, you know, it would be as simple as like just showing them in the crowd. Like, what the hell are those guys doing here? Oh, they bought tickets. Oh, those bastards. Yeah. It's like, they're getting paid the same either way. Yeah. So they're like, okay, cool. I'm and just going to sit here this week. Fantastic. <laughs> and to that, they were finding that people weren't changing the channel. Yeah, anymore. they were sticking they were around sticking because around. they wanted to see what would happen next yep. or who's going to show up next. Or, And I think that kind of led to the craziness getting crazier, mm-hmm. you know, because they were like, oh, well, if we did this, we should do this. You know, yep. like DX had USA channel kind of like, okay, <laughs> Hold on guys, now. Yeah. Hell, you, know, so <laughs> you can they only had, do so much. Yeah. Here, yeah. And that kind of held it because they could have gone way further. Oh, yeah. And I love DX too. But, uh, over you know on TBS they were like Ted Turner's right boys. Ted Turner's right in the check regardless so. Yep. so did you did you watch any do you know any of that wrestling uh, I watched <laughs> a lot of it when I was a kid I remember yeah. NWO WCW um, yeah. a lot of that stuff I had like a Hulk Hogan sleeping bag but that's I pretty much just kind of like left it there yeah so that's where it is. Yeah, I don't know, man. Wrestling has been a part of my life. <laughs> yeah. I was old enough to sit up in my grandpa's lap and watch it, you know, oh, yeah. and that I just always loved it and I still love it today. I and every once in a while the wife will come in and watch a little with me and you know, even my daughter will come in and sit down and watch a little wrestling with me and I remember yeah. that was one of the draws to spend the night with a friend of mine was because uh, he had cable and we could watch watch wrestling wrestling so yeah yeah, yeah. when we need to move on from this but yeah, sorry it does okay but it, <laughs> it is kind of it is kind of interesting to me that you know they had the click the guys that ran together traveled together and uh from the four or five of them uh, multiple of them have had heart issues which yeah. is kind of weird but also you know probably more environmental than anything yeah. things you were doing to make your ticker want to kick out that'll do it yep 
Uh, let's see. Also this week, Free Guy and The Adam Project. Anybody watch The Adam Project over on Netflix? Nobody's not yet. I've watched the previews and I'm like, it's yeah. not enough for me to sit down and want to watch it. Someone yeah. told me it was good, but it, I've it heard did, no bad things yeah. about it. Yeah. It still wasn't convincing enough for me to devote <laughs> yeah. time to it. I don't know. Maybe I will. Who knows? Well, Free Guy and the Adam Project director Sean Levy will reteam for a third time with Ryan Reynolds to direct Deadpool 3 for Marvel. I saw that. So apparently they've gotten along well enough to be like, hey, why don't you direct my passion project over yeah. here at Marvel, my moneymaker? Uh, speaking Tr- of... kind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> speaking of Marvel, uh, one of Hollywood's biggest composers, Michael uh, Giacchino, has been tapped to direct Marvel's Werewolf by Night Halloween special for Disney+. Plus. Wait, this so will the, the mark com- his first time directing. Composer is directing a the movie? The composer is directing. Yep. Okay. He has been around enough, I guess. He figures he can direct now. That's, that's how it works in Hollywood. You yeah. Just, just kind of fail upwards. Yeah. And he's not failed. <laughs> no, Don't get me wrong. He's not. But, yeah. But know. if you want to try, if you want to try your hand at directing, you know. I mean, if he. it's And it's a Mar- it's a Disney plus Marvel thing. So there's so much of a. There's other hands Support structure and net in place. Kind of like. When Kevin Smith goes up to direct the DC stuff for the CW, he's like, I'm just a cheerleader. They already know what they're doing, so yeah. I don't have to do anything. I'm just like, put it here. You guys do the work. Yeah, and that's pretty much what this will be. I'm it sure. says Kevin Smith directed it. People are going to come watch it. Yep. <laughs> uh, Amazon has closed in, closed their $8.5 billion deal to purchase MGM. Uh, wow. That would give Amazon and Prime Video... Uh, the entire James Bond franchise, uh, the Rocky franchise, uh, <laughs> RoboCop franchise, Legally Blonde, uh, the Epics Network, uh, all that stuff will be Amazon owned once all the paperwork signed and deal goes through. So hmm. may see <laughs> yeah, Amazon. I don't think they would abandon movie theaters, but I could see them throwing a, hey, you know, next 007s on Prime Video right. exclusively for streaming. I would hate that. Yeah, I think it'll still be in theaters, but then yeah. it'll be the Amazon will be the home if you want to find this, you know. Yeah. Later on, I guess I can get caught up on my James Bond stuff now on Amazon. No, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yep. uh, this one's kind of fun. Speaking of MGM, the Tin Man's oil can from The Wizard of Oz, uh, one of three that were actually used on screen and is currently on display at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in L.A., is up for auction. So if you guys want to throw some money at it, we can pool our resources. It's expected to get about $200,000. So if everybody wants to go thirds on that with me, we'll uh, get the Tin Man's oil can and proudly display it somewhere here in the studio. You guys can get that. It's cool. You just want you don't want in? We're just going to go have these then. That's fine. All right. I wouldn't mind having the water bucket that she poured on the witch. Yeah. That might be a fun prop to have from that. I think there's a uh, fantasy draft in there somewhere. Movie props that you wish you had. Oh, yes. We may have to do that one uh, sometime in the near future. Secretly, Kenny wants the ruby red slippers (laughs) (laughs) to wear around the house. Only if they fit. Just the (laughs) ruby red slippers, nothing else, wearing around the house. He keeps them in a box, and he just smells them every week. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) There's probably someone out there that would buy them for a while. But moving on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there is. Uh, Disney World's new Enchantment Fireworks and Multimedia Display. Uh this is you know after dark they all have everybody gather around we're gonna shoot off fireworks and they'll have the whole lights and sound and music and big <laughs> production and stuff 
it's caught another attraction on fire. And by another, I mean, this is not the first time that this brand new lights and fireworks spectacular has caught an attraction on fire. Uh, the new nighttime display, this thing just went in in October to celebrate Disney World's 50th anniversary. Um, well, they, uh, they, they started in August testing it. And back then... Uh, it caught the launch site for the fireworks on fire, which is not good with all the other fireworks sitting around. You don't want your launch site to catch fire. Oh God. Uh, in December, it did some damage to one of the buildings there at the magic kingdom. Well, apparently last Saturday night, uh, I guess there was enough wind that some of the firework debris drifted over and it caught, uh, the under the sea journey of the little mermaid ride on fire. So, oops. I mean, never mind. There's a, there's a joke there. So it's under the sea. Uh, so yeah. And she's a redhead. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Fiery. Fiery. Dude. <laughs> do mermaids have crotches because you're going to say fire crotch is where you're going with the redhead and the fire i mean i but don't mermaids when don't she, when have she had real legs crotch. maybe mm, yeah but then she's not a mermaid then she's yeah she's land. just she's just a she's lady just a person <laughs> who can't speak yeah i mean it's for the best mm, that's a good question you know what's funny though <laughs> this week you can vote <laughs> do mermaids have crotches do mermaids have vaginas and penises let us know please um, when you first said um, caught another attraction on fire, I mean another one. Like as soon as you said that, I looked over and there's the pumpkin with a shocked face on the wall, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, he's really shocked." About <laughs> he this. is getting into this. He's like, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell, <laughs> guys? Stay away from the Magic Kingdom. Stop it. And finally, HBO Max is developing a spinoff of their Harley Quinn animated series. You've been watching the Harley Quinn animated oh, series? Yeah, I, I haven't caught up with it yet. The new series is tentatively titled Noonans. The series will follow Batman villain Kite Man becoming the owner of Noonans, a cheers-like bar where different DC villains pop in from week to week to uh, have a drink and share their miseries, I guess, their stories. I don't know. I could see. uh, That's an idea. It's an idea. That is true. (laughs) If you didn't watch any of it, you would probably think, oh, that sounds dumb. But if you watch it, I can see it actually working because they do excellent job with that series. And don't let your kid do not let your kids <laughs> not, watch that. Series. Not a show for families. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's no. Just because it's animated doesn't mean it's a kid show. Sound down after they've gone. Shut their doors. <laughs> yeah, you don't. put the captions on. Yeah. And in other news, so this kind of ties back to a story we covered earlier this winter, earlier in 2022. <laughs> This comes to us from McKinley Township, Michigan. Three anglers are safe after a homemade ice fishing shanty was blown about a mile across a bay in Michigan by winds that neared 50 miles per hour, authorities said. I already know where you guys are going because that's where I went to when I read the story. A person on shore called Huron County Dispatchers about 8 a.m. Sunday after seeing someone struggling with the shanty as it was being blown across the ice on Saginaw Bay. As it was what? As it was being blown (laughs) across. The ice on Saginaw Bay off McKinley Township. Here oh, he, golly, we're picking up some speed there, bud. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> the shanty, which has been occupied by three men, <laughs> was, about, prostitute. Um, was about a mile and a half offshore when deputies arrived. Hansen said a fire department airboat was taken to the site for a rescue, but the three men were eventually able to make it across the ice to shore on their own. The men refused medical treatment. They told deputies they spent Saturday night on the ice in the shanty (laughs) and were aware of an approaching storm, but apparently took for granted the power of the winds. Uh, The men were making arrangements to return to shore when wind gusts began to push the shanty. 
no word on if any of the men involved were prostitutes because we all know from what was it <laughs> Cleveland or somewhere in There's Ohio some sea shanties going on that, uh, yeah <laughs> the only thing that happens in an ice fishing shanty is prostitution yes so. that is all that happens there. I'll tell you what happens in those drinking lots yeah of drinking. lots of drinking <laughs> lots of uh, do you think we ought to get, think we ought to do something about the wind it's picking it up and <laughs> lots of drinking and getting blown <laughs> getting blown apparently <laughs> by mother nature in this case that whore? Let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Post your comments there. Tag us in news stories, all that. Or you can call us on the hotline at 417-986-7842 and leave a message with your comments. We just might play them on an upcoming episode. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Links to all that and more over at popgoestheculture.com. I tried to get Brad to call he a few times. It. He won't. <coughs> Brad. Damn it, uh, Brad. On this date in entertainment and pop culture, March 18th. March 18th, 1881. Remember it well. The Barnum and Bailey Circus debuted for the first time at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the, the Barnum and Bailey shows had been working as two separate circuses. And this was the first performance after the two merged their companies, creating what they called the greatest show on earth. And they're like, people are going to be totally cool with us doing this with animals forever. And yeah, no one's ever <laughs> going to say a thing about this. March 18th, 1942, U.S. President Franklin Roosevelt signed an order creating the War Relocation Authority, which oversaw the internment of 127,000 Japanese American citizens during World War II. Uh, actor George Takei has famously spoken about his time in the internment camps. He was uh, interned in Arkansas from age like five to eight. So yeah. part of history we don't talk about. We don't teach that. I never heard a thing about it in school. No. It was only after you get out of school that you actually hear that. Once everybody involved is dead, only then do the people who lived through stuff start telling telling stories about what it was like. I'll I'll talk about this with the kids, and they're like, "How did you not know that stuff?" It's like, because I went to a small town in the Ozarks. <laughs> I was like, school. we didn't learn that kind of stuff. I was like, you guys have it completely different than oh, yeah. what we. So I was like, that's what makes people angry because they're like, oh, they're making up history. It's like, no, they're letting you know about history. Yeah, <clears throat> that used to be. Yeah, I didn't learn that in high school, but I, they taught it just very briefly in college when I was there. Yeah, and it was just sort of like, well, this happened, this, this, and then we moved on. Yeah, it was very quick. Yeah, they they don't talk much about it, but yeah, a lot of them were interred here in in, in Arkansas, just down the road where we're going to be this weekend. So. Yeah. Yeah, big deal. You got to pay attention. I mean, they're still not there. Things no, no, they're still there. Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. George K. has been there this whole time. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time he's been working out of Arkansas. March 18th, 1981, The Greatest American Hero premiered on NBC. Oh, one of my favorites. Another one that really doesn't hold up very well to repeat viewing. No. (laughs) Sadly, no. But the first few, though, I made it through. I think I've made it through the first half of the season before I was like, okay, it's getting silly. (laughs) (laughs) Getting silly. (laughs) Let's be nice. March 18th, 1984, a historic issue of Penthouse Magazine was published. It was the first issue to, one, feature a man on the cover, comedian actor George Burns. It was the first issue to feature nude photos of a reigning Miss America, Vanessa Williams. And it is illegal to possess in many countries, including the United States, because the centerfold featured an underage Tracy Lords. Yes. So... Making it illegal 
when I saw it, I didn't know that she was right because I was a kid myself. So, yeah, but I absolutely remember my buddy's dad had it. And we were like, "Oh, Miss America!" You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We may have watched some Tracy Lord stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. March eighteenth, two thousand five, the Sweet Like of Zach and Cody premiered on the Disney Channel. Another shout out to Brandon there. Yeah. yeah. See that? Look at not to go back. Wait, the Tracy <laughs> Lords thing. Like I know that nobody knew that she was underage and she did all this, uh, right? Or did oh no, the the publishers of Penthouse, the photographer, the like they knew, but they knew the but public were, didn't know. Yeah, because they were. Yeah. she's like, here's my ID, and they're like, <laughs> good enough. Okay. <laughs> so they she had a fake it, yeah. ID, and but they knew it was fake, but they still went with it. They yeah, they just didn't care. Uh, like nobody's gonna catch us. Well, yeah. she was the hottest thing going at the time. Once she, her feet hit the ground, she was. She, yeah, her her, her photo spread in Penthouse in 1984 when she was underage was not the first dalliance in uh, in right. sex work and in porn and all that. So. What they what they figured? Hey, they're gonna arrest us. They're gonna have to. We'll be at the back of the line. There's a lot of other yeah. guys that are gonna be in front of us. So I only know her from Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah, and that's all I really know her from. She, I want to say in the '90s, she tried to make like a a flip and go more mainstream yeah. stuff, like direct to, a lot of direct to video type stuff. I take yeah. that. But she was on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack too. One of her songs was like it was a remix of her song. It wasn't her vocals, but it, the, the original version had her vocals. Okay. Yeah, I have her forty-five of that whatever song she made yeah. that became popular. I still have that. <laughs> nice. And March eighteenth, twenty twenty, President Donald Trump and President uh, Canadian President Justin Trudeau agreed to close the U.S. Canadian border, the longest undefended border in the world to all non-essential travel because of this new virus thing that was going around. Yeah. They're calling COVID-19. Weird that they Good thing that. it was going to disappear that summer. Yeah, from what we heard. That. They had it under control. Celebrity birthdays today on March 18th. Actor Brad Dourif turned 72 years old. He continues to provide the voice for Chucky on the USA Network series. Did you ever go back and watch Chucky? No, it's going it, to. It'll, it'll come it's on Peacock. Yeah, it's on, it's on Peacock. Peacock. It's on the cock. After I get uh, get past um, what is it, season two of Resident Alien? Yeah, I think I'll I'll pick up Chucky. Pick up Chucky, Chucky's yeah. pretty good. I think you'll like it. The fact that he's still voicing the character at seventy two is pretty fun to me because <laughs> he started it what forty years ago, practically thirty five years ago at yeah. least. So yeah, he's he, been doing this for half his life, <laughs> roughly. And so yeah, still he's probably about forty. He's like, years. I'll cash your checks. Yep. <laughs> Ben Cohen of Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream turned 71 years old today. Actor Thomas Ian Griffin turned 60 years old. You may recognize him from Cobra Kai Season 4 as uh, Terry Silver. Yes. Totally elevated that show, I think. And the show's always been good. I've always dug Cobra Kai, but yep. it seems like Season 4, there, when he was added, it kicked up a lot. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the whole story with him increase and the way things are being manipulated it brought just a whole other element to it and i, I really dug it it's pretty Cannot cool not wait for the next season speaking Can't of wait to see a couple of them here in a, another two days oh yeah that's right there's gonna be some well not cobra kai's but there's yeah. gonna be some some folks from cobra kai uh, yeah. this weekend at the con we're going to we were talking about her earlier actress singer former miss america vanessa williams turns 59 today so her penthouse debuted on her birthday back in 1984 hey what a birthday present you got there hmm. i wonder if she has that still ah it's illegal to possess yeah yeah you hear this 
Don't you might want to get rid yeah. of that <laughs> because you know no one keeps anything illegal. No, no. <laughs> Rocker Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains turns fifty six years old today. Yep. Actor Michael Rappaport and actress rapper Queen Latifah both turn fifty two years old today. Michael Rappaport, man, his stuff on Twitter and stuff like that when he just goes <laughs> off on yep. people. Holy cow. I mean, some of them are a little hard to watch, but some of them are just like, damn, man. That's why we love you, bud. <laughs> the singer Adam Levine from Maroon 5 turns 43 years old today, and actress Lily Collins, daughter of Phil Collins, turns 33 today. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating today. Yeah. Coming up this week in entertainment and pop culture this Friday, a couple cons going on. If you're out uh, Richmond way, Richmond, Virginia, Galaxy Con Richmond runs through Sunday. Uh, and then, of course, this weekend, we will be at NWA Comic Con, Northwest Arkansas Comic Con in Rogers, Arkansas. That's Saturday and Sunday. We got the Pop Goes the Culture panel room. You cannot miss it. If you're in the area, head on down. Uh, you'll have a good time, and you can come by and see us. We'll be in that room for 12 hours Look this for weekend, some so. bright yellow banners. That's right. Look for some smiling faces with the Pop. I think Saturday will be Pop Goes the Culture t-shirt day. Yeah. I got to figure something yeah. out because mine's... I got the old original yeah. ones, and it's a little see-through. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, what about, didn't you make a black one? Didn't you, like, do some custom? I was going to, and it didn't turn out right because uh, we used we had the wrong shirt with the wrong amount of whatever's in the make of it, so it didn't come out as bright as I wanted it to. Uh, okay. So I got a little discouraged on that. Mm, that's all right. I wonder if one of the guys there is like, oh, Pop goes the culture. Don't put any bullhorns anywhere near them. or you know, they like <laughs> Where's to, that guy that walked around with my bullhorn last like, time you guys are here I like to take shit and announce it like they're not supposed to yeah we left him at home <laughs> yeah i'm filming this weekend so yeah i'm gonna have to get a light flannel or something so my nips don't show through on the oh shirt. no you gotta you gotta wear it just Nobody as needs it is to see that do a wet t-shirt contest <laughs> there you go wear a shirt. it looks like i'm doing it it's pretty thin <laughs> you wear a shirt underneath it or something uh this friday today cheaper by the dozen reboot over on disney plus another one another cheaper by the dozen this one with uh zach braff and gabrielle union <sighs> deep water over on hulu a thriller starring ben affleck and anna de armas oh i actually saw the trailer for that i yeah. kind of want to watch that it does look pretty I, good yeah the trailer looks good i've heard the movie's not so good uh, <laughs> i mean not that anybody's bad. watching it for the plot or look, anything, i'm but, not gonna watch it for the plot yeah. by any means that sweet, sweet <clears throat> Affleck. And new in theaters this weekend, uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era. <laughs> and then on the completely different side of the ledger, uh, the horror movie X. Yeah. About uh, in the 1970s filming a uh, porno. porno. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to see that, too. Uh, that actually <laughs> looks pretty good. This is in uh, uh, Mia Goth and a few others. I yeah. don't even know who's in it. I've seen that previews. I'm like, that looks fun. It looks like a throwback to like a Texas Chainsaw right. type, of, type of movie, but I don't, you know, I don't think the plot like, line's the same. You know, the kids from Texas Chainsaw, what if they were making porn? That's pretty much <laughs> what it looks like. Yeah. I like it. Let's shoot it. <laughs> Sold. Here's money. <laughs> uh, this Sunday, the first day of spring, the spring equinox. Make sure you get out and celebrate that. On it. And next Thursday, Atlanta season three premieres over on FX. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I am. Halo series premiere on Paramount Plus, and of course, we'll be back in the studio recording a brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Look for that next Friday in the podcast player of your choice. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are revealing our favorite heartbreak songs on our March playlist. 
we got a brand new cage match for you and more. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back right after this. See you soon. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. and cheese. Tombstone pizza, Pierre! What do you want on your tombstone? Real meat, real cheese. Much better tasting than pizzas made with imitation cheese. So what do you want on your tombstone? Napkin? No. All right, Curtis. <laughs> Curtis was disoriented, upset, frustrated by, confused, excited. I don't know. Curtis had to stop and use the bathroom. Curtis, did it? Were you confused by using the bathroom? Because um, went in the kitchen sink. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what the? What, what's up with this toilet you got? What, what's all those buttons? <laughs> <laughs> One is the suction. No, it's uh, it, no, it's got the heated seat. Mm. It's got uh, if you choose to use the bidet functions it's got the heated <laughs> water it's got a heated like dryer it's that's what the... took you so long curtis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is in there washing his balls in it, you know. <laughs> so I was, I was curious because I, I, i've been in your bathroom before yeah. and i had never seen it before and i go in there, i was like this is <laughs> this is new i'm afraid to pee now <laughs> yeah. the wife's been talking about getting that very oh yeah, thing. it's a it's a luxuriating uh, <laughs> when you sit down and the seats pre warm for you and you get the little hot air blowing. And <laughs> <laughs> I have to get up and I, I have to turn our little radiator heater thing because we don't have heat still. I'm just yeah. gonna, <laughs> go ahead, but. I'd get the turn that on for the wife in the morning and stuff like that. She's yeah. like, ah, oh, so nice. I'm going to come yeah. over randomly just to use the toilet one day. He's like, oh, hey, Joey, what's up? Um, just here just here to use the toilet. Yeah, use the bathroom. Uh, I was like, you're here every week. <laughs> How much more do you need? I usually don't have to, like, My Tuesday sit. pop in. <laughs> My Tuesday plop. My Tuesday plop. <laughs> well, after last month's love song playlist, this month we are turning it around and we're going the opposite direction. We're going to be picking some of our favorite heartbreak songs. The way it's going to work is we're just going to go around the table uh, one at a time. We'll each give one of our three favorite songs. Once each of us has given our three, uh, we will kind of wrap up the discussion. But we have a bunch more than that. Three of us going, uh, three songs. That's only nine songs. Uh, we have an entire playlist that I want to say is 40 something songs it's long. up there uh, and we have a link to that in the episode description and online at popghostculture.com i've got 50 songs there you go show, so 
So there you have it. We were right at 50 songs. So Yeah, I got crazy, and I probably put about 15 of them on there. That's all right. That's, that's how we build a playlist. <laughs> yeah. I put a few. Curtis added a few. We, we all participated in it. So we'll just go around the room. We'll start with Kenny, and we'll work our way back this direction. Uh, just one at a time, what is one of your favorite uh, Heartbreak songs? Um, I guess I'll start out with the first one I put on there. Uh, let me start off by saying I really don't have any of these that affects me like these right. personally when I broke up with someone because right. like every time I broke up it was like a great breakup I've never had a bad one before right. and I've also been married for 22 years so I don't even remember <laughs> it's been a hot that. minute since you had to break up with somebody yeah, exactly so uh, but a song like uh, I went with my first one was Fall to Pieces by Velvet Revolver It's been a long year since you've been gone. The mics are still hot, so yes, you can see. It's been a long year, I've grown old. Tell us why you went with uh, Fall to Pieces. I think, obviously, we all know it and love it. Yeah. We're singing along with it. I just, I, I'm a, always been a big fan of uh, the people that are in the band and. Uh, it's just a, it seems like a good song that's like it's not so sappy that you just want to cry or something but i think it makes people feel something and i would imagine i always pictured that being a good again because i've been married for several years when that song came out <laughs> yeah, so. say, that was not a heartbreak song yeah when you but were... i i could see people really you know, like listen to that and it's like yeah it, things were bad i feel okay about it and i can sing about it and i can be you know so that's why i picked it all right fall to pieces is the first pick very good rest in peace by the way he was on his way Scott to springfield Lyle. when he died was he yeah well there you have it all right uh curtis let's go to you for your first pick what are you gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with breaking the girl by the red hot chili peppers Besides Kenny digging it, why why did you pick this song? Uh, it's just you know you have, have you ever been the guy that's just like it's your fault you know in the relationship no matter you don't want to admit it 
it's you're you're the asshole. You're the one that's <laughs> breaking the girl here. That's not quite Henry Rollins. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not quite there. Yeah. Lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I kind of I kind of identify with that. I've been the asshole before. You've broken the girl before. I've broken the girl. Yeah. And that's such a good song, man. When it's going, you got a good stereo system, whether yeah. it's in your car or whatever. And it's just, man, you get lost in that song. Oh yeah, it's that. Yeah. Well, you got that you know Southern California vibe to it. Yeah. Like all Chili Pepper songs. Right on. <laughs> Breaking the girl. All right. I'm going to go with my first pick, one that I do go back to. Um, not me so much, but this goes back to the high school days. I remember having a friend who uh, dealt with a breakup. And, you know, when you're there for your buddy, it was a lot of, you know, sitting in the car, blasting the radio, either driving around or finding a place to park and just sitting there and just everybody just kind of relaxing and listening and, uh, just kind of chilling out and just kind of being there for somebody else. But uh, this song I've seen and heard performed live. I like the live version better, but I didn't grab it uh, for our clip here. But I'm going with What It Takes from Aerosmith. There goes my old girlfriend. There's another diamond ring. And all those late-night promises. I guess they don't mean a thing. It's he like... Baby, song comes the on, turns down his face. Sing his here. And his wife's just like, damn, like that guy who's not an Indian on the side of the road. When you don't look back, I'll get the beat and start to fade away. Oh, you feel your fire, but now it's cold inside. And you're back on the street like you didn't miss a beat, yeah. Tell me what it takes to let I love watching it live because they usually do that right after, right for the the encore when they come back on, and it usually starts with Steven Tyler out there just singing a cappella until he gets to the the chorus. You know, it didn't miss a beat. You can he actually slows down and he's you know, he's like two three. You know, didn't miss a beat, and then the whole band comes in, the lights come up. It's pretty cool to watch. But uh, yeah, I went with what it takes for my first solid song. breakup song. Man. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. God. Again, there's many nights of my uh, high school weekends sitting in people's cars while they're lamenting over their breakups and that was the song everybody had to play at least once so i got to hear it a lot of times kenny we'll go to you for your second pick what are you gonna go with do you want me to say what it is or you just want to go into the what it, you play the clip it's, it's up to you do you want me to just play a clip yeah just play the clip uh, which one your oh, second or uh, your third that's one? why you got to say what it is <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. i thought joey was just go- i was going in order i thought that's what he that's was that's fine i can't do i okay. wasn't well it's your house by alanis morissette To your house, walked up the stairs, and I opened your door without ringing the bell. Walked down the hall into your room. Oh she describes everywhere she went. I could <laughs> This song is more powerful on the actual Jagged Little Pill album where it's just her acapella and it's just, yes, she's describing everything she's doing, but 
if you know this song, oh my god, it just gets you, especially when you're like, oh, okay, she's they're broke up. She's not supposed to be there. Oh, he's already with someone else. Yeah. She finds out about it, and she's been crying on his bed, crying in the shower. You know, just. Yeah. But putting his perfume or his cologne on and, you know, looking through his stuff, you know, like, oh, hey, you know, it's just a normal thing. And she's just not over him. And it's, oh, God damn, it's a powerful song. It's no. not, not one you would think of with the Alanis Morissette, at least not for me. Like, yeah, when you think of breakup song. Subdued, yeah, she, well, for yeah. us, she has others. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we yeah. may get to. Don't give it away any pain. We wore this CD when it first came out. Right. And uh, we'd always stopped it after the last song, put in something else. But we were driving down the road and like, everybody. still a couple minutes. Left. And, yeah. And, yeah, and it's like, wait, this is still running. And it's like, what's the deal? And it come on, it's just like, what is this? And I had an, an amazing stereo system at the time in the car. And oh god, it sounded so good. Nice. Right on. All right, Alanis Morissette. Uh probably not the only appearance she'll make in the sh- in the show here. <laughs> Let's go to Curtis for your next pick. Curtis, where are you gonna go with? Uh and all that could have been by the nine inch nails. <laughs> I'm detecting a pattern here with Curtis's song. Uh, <laughs> Curtis, do you have some self-esteem issues? Do you, is it your fault every time there's a breakup? Because no, there's a pattern here. It's not always my fault, but I always do feel guilty either way. So. Funny, we'll talk about that in the show. No. Here, you can stretch out over here. No. Take your microphone with you. Lay it on the couch. This was like like my early 20s here I'm talking about. Right. So I'm like, I'm all right now. But just, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing okay today. I'm doing okay. You know. I don't I, know. <laughs> May go park in the garage shut the garage door <laughs> let the engine run there, there's some there's some stuff i remember can i go back know. to the toilet <laughs> <laughs> look just i need i need to go on the toilet man just i need to feel better <laughs> i need to have a bidet a good, yeah. good day sorry a good day good day no like uh yeah just some shit in my early 20s i oh, remember man. just sort of being a certain way because i didn't know any better and that's right. a lot of people in their early 20s they yeah. Yeah. still don't know who they are and right. they still don't know how to, to be themselves or, or how to with somebody re- else react some people to never a situation they didn't yeah. have relationships into their until they were in their twenties, you know, stuff too. So yeah, though it's very fresh and new to a lot of people in that time. So these songs hit you a little harder. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that one's one. Good that's, choice. Thank right. you. Uh, for my next pick, I'm going to continue uh, with Alanis Morissette. I'm going to take the the low hanging fruit, the obvious one here. <laughs> <laughs> Alanis Morissette kind of owned that 
year or two oh, in the mid nineties. It, it was all over the place. She was winning all the awards, but yeah, it's, that song was, you know, it's kind of, you know, it, it kind of got overplayed, <laughs> but I still know, like there's it. a reason it, you know, there's a reason it got played. There's a reason it, you know, spoke to everybody. So yeah, it's, it's the one, it's the, the one you can rage out to and, you know, and, and, uh, dude, you like, know who played guitar and uh, bass on that? Uh, wasn't it uh, what's Dave, his nuts from yeah Dave Foo Navarro Fighters. and yeah. Flea? Yep. Uh, what's his name from the Foo Fighters? The guy Taylor Hawkins uh, played was in her touring band as well. Was he so. on drums? Or? I think so. Nice. I think he's on drums. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, there you go. I remember uh, being out. But that's quite the band. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, quite the studio band you got there. Well, that's I uh, was out partying as I did in high school. And I remember coming home on a whatever Friday or Saturday night when 120 minutes was on. And I always liked watching a, a yeah. big fan of Kennedy's. I thought she was smoking hot. But um, that premiered mm-hmm. and just about like I'd been home maybe two minutes and I popped on the TV, you know, and that come on. I was like, what is this? And I'm like, wait. Why is Flea on there? Cause <laughs> I was a little inebriated, but I was just like, what? And it just, holy cow, man, that thing like slapped you across the face. It's like, listen to me. Yeah. So if Curtis is, has a trend of uh, self-loathing and, or introspection, we can call it something different. Introspection. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of going through the stages here. You had the uh, kind of the denial with what it takes and the anger uh, with you ought to know. Uh, we'll see how we wrap this thing up. But Kenny, let's go to you your last pick you want me just to play it because i yes, you've only go got one left all, all right. right here we go you go with epiphany from stained i when i first got this cd uh i was on the road and it's before i met my wife so it was actually a time when there was somebody that was seeing on the road and we did score sets together and stuff like that right uh we broke up i mean it was a okay yeah we get it you know yeah uh too much space between us you know stuff like that but that cd had come out and i'd heard it and it just Man, I, it was. I got it, and then I'd left. I was in Michigan, I think. I don't remember that, but I was traveling. It was like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I always traveled, right. and that song come on. And again, I had great stereo system in the car, and that come on. I was just like, oh, and it, <laughs> it hit me hard just thinking about right. it, just breaking up with her and stuff like that. And I was just like, whew. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right, Curtis, we go to you for your last pick. And I only pulled one clip for you. I know you that's, wanted a, a sampling of different of different movements in this 15-minute song that you chose. <laughs> I was really wanting to, you know, like, well, here's the lyrics. And then, then when you get over the lyrics, you're like, and then it's a great jam song. So, right. But so what'd you go with? Um, I went with, it's. Actually, the song I wanted to go with is called Warning by Black Sabbath, but on the album, it's got two other songs with it, which it's only like the first three and a half minutes of the first two songs. So, yeah, Warning by Black Sabbath. So here's the entirety of the... (laughs) No, no. Now the whole wide world is moving because there's iron in 
That's that's some good jamming shit right there. <laughs> yeah, and then they go on for another fourteen <laughs> and a half minutes. <laughs> Tony Iommi just kick killing it, man. Early Sabbath, man. That's it will a, always hold a place in my heart. Yeah, you know, just that the sound is raw and it's unfiltered and it's just <laughs> it's great. Uh, I, man, that brings back any old Sabbath like that. Just brings right great memories for me. Right. But yeah, you, you've ever been with someone and you you maybe fell a little too hard and they're not having it and you love them they don't love you so I guess it's just time to leave it just, alone and then go jamming for the next 15 minutes in your car tables had a little bit of that so. <laughs> at one point or another you yeah know. it's a good song you guys should check it out right on if you got a half hour to spare <laughs> put it on let's get to hear the first half of it. <laughs> side a and then flip it over side b starts i'm just saying that that last half that's some good it's some good jamming right it there is, it is uh so curtis uh so we've got your theme nailed my theme we've moved from the despair of what it takes the rage of you ought to know and here comes the acceptance but even with acceptance things aren't always great just because you've accepted it see you traveling around town with this girl I love and I'm like fuck you I just the change in my pocket wasn't enough I'm like fuck you and I fuck her too said if I was greater I'd still be greater now ain't that some shit and although that's crazy so yeah so uh, oh, so uh most people know it as forget you that's the radio yeah. version but yeah it's fuck you by CeeLo green yeah it's just it's that spot where you can like you don't have to you know you're past the wrist slitting phase you know you're <laughs> past the past the tears past the screaming past the you're just like you know what fuck you and fuck her too and yeah CeeLo Green, forget you. I, I remember when this came out, I told my wife, I was like, I wish I was in a point in my life <laughs> where, where you could, could blast that around. Just and have a reason to. Like, I have no reason to because I'm fully <laughs> in love. But I was like, I want to have somebody that I just broke up with. It was shit. It's fucking over. And then fuck you. And that's why I want to play it loud. I play it anyway. <laughs> I do it anyway. Yeah, still it's still it. So you can kind of bop along and like forget the lyrics. That's great melody. And, you know, it's great tune to just and drive around you, you say all that and your wife's like well i love you so <laughs> please <Fuck> you. <laughs> <laughs> all right but you can put that song on anywhere <laughs> yeah and play and everybody's into it everybody yeah oh great choice all right well those are just a few of our favorite heartbreak songs like i said there are a whole lot more that we picked that did not make this part of the list um, but we did build a spotify playlist and there is a direct link to that in the episode description on the podcast and over at popgoestheculture.com. We'll share it on social media as well. Check it out. Take a listen to see if uh, your favorites made our big list. Finally, it's main event time. This week's cage match. Here's how it works. Oh, my God. I almost left Michael Buffer out. Are you ready? 
Fuck yeah. He also has a guaranteed contract. So even yeah. if I don't play his piece, I still got to pay him now. <laughs> uh, here's how it works. Two of our co-hosts will go head to head. They will each pick one piece of entertainment and pop culture to plug actor Nick Cage into. Uh, it can be movies, TV shows, books, games, music, whatever you choose. Each will make the case for their pick. We will vote. Those of us who are not making a case will vote. And uh, we will crown a winner at the end of it. We'll keep track of wins and losses all season long. Later this spring, next month, actually, the uh, end of April, we will crown a champion. They will win the coveted Pop Goes the Culture Championship belt. Uh, We'll post photos of that online as well. And then we'll wipe the slate clean and uh, see if anybody can take down our champion in the next season. Last week, we walked out of here with a tie, and we agreed to turn it over to our voters to break the tie. I had taken the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, giant naked Nick Cage in a sailor (laughs) hat, walking through uh, Manhattan. And Curtis had gone with uh, Seth Brundle from The Fly. I did. Jeff Goldblum. Here are the results. Curtis picked up his first win of the season wow. with 80% of the vote. Wow. Nobody commented. They just <laughs> voted and ran. <laughs> so Curtis is on the board. Brad Finally. did have a comment, I will say. Uh, what did Brad say? I don't know if he picked because I don't think he had He didn't Twitter. comment, so he may have no. voted, but not he, commented. He told me that um, he saw... The reason he went for my pick is because he saw Nicolas Cage in Vampire's Kiss, where he was bitten by a bat and thought he was turning into a vampire. And he's like, I could totally see that working with The Fly, where he's actually turning into something, because that movie was great. So, Okay, yeah. fair enough. Thanks, Brad. You should have voted and uh, commented <laughs> when yeah, we had or, that out on or, social media. Or called in or something. Yeah, or anything. So here's the standings as of today. Right now, as of right now, Kenny is alone at the top of the standings at 2-0. and oh. Dusty and Jess are tied at 1 apiece, 1-1. One and one. And Curtis and I are tied at 1-2 and two now. So this week, Jess, who is not here, is taking on Kenny. I have her pick. She sent it to me uh, and her reasoning. And uh, so we can we can paper, rock, scissors for it. You can go first. I can read Jess's first. What should we do? She's not here, so she doesn't get a choice. So we will decide amongst the three of us. I was going to say, last time I went first when I faced her. Well, you haven't faced her yet. I thought I did. Nope. Oh, okay, I got an okay. You know, flip it. No, I don't have a coin. I'm just pick a number between one and ten. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jess. Oh. Uh, go ahead, Kenny. Uh, I'll pick I'll for do her. three. Four. What'd you do? Three. Four. That's six, so four is closer to six. So I will go first then for right. Jess. Jess says take Nick Cage, swap him in for Vin Diesel in the Fast and the Furious. Okay. <laughs> Reasoning being uh, she's kind of dug what he did in Gone in 60 Seconds. She thinks it could be a similar type performance. Um, that is her reasoning for going with Nick Cage for Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious. That's okay. all I got sent to me, so I can't elaborate any more than that. Kenny, what do you got for us? So I will go with, uh, I'll set the scene. Of course. There's uh, there's a shady kind of bar in the middle of nowhere. And we, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, are we going where I think we're going? I think so. So you have our <laughs> group of people. You got Razor Charlie, Richard Gecko, <laughs> Seth Gecko. Ke- it's Ke- not Fuller. where I thought we were going, so that's fine. Oh, Jacob Fuller, Scott Fuller, and Frost. They're all sitting around the table. Then you have Danny Trejo, who is the MC for it. He comes on and announces a little something. You're sitting there, and 
Kenny's taking pictures of it. <laughs> no fuck flash photography. <laughs> Lonely dog. Bow your head. Kneel and worship at the feet of Santanico Pandemonium. Now, the whole group is now, looking Now, if you had around. told me, I could have pulled that for you. Well, <laughs> it would have sounded a little bit better. That's, that's right. right. But the whole group is, they're looking around, and they're like, this place is weird. Of course, you don't know that it's vampires and stuff. They're just noticing it's all dudes in this place. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... You have Tito and the Tarantulas start playing a song. Fire's coming up. You're looking, and here comes a mystical figure shrouded in a thing, busted open. It's Nick Cage in the role Selma Hayek has in Dust Till Dawn. He's got the bow around his neck. He's dancing seductively. He works his way to the character that Quentin Tarantino is playing. <laughs> does the whole thing, sticks his foot in his mouth, <laughs> pours the champagne down it, and then they uh, notice it's a gay bar. They have no idea. But then after, is so, it still called the Titty Twister? <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it is it's weird. <laughs> It, well, thanks, Jake. The, the testy twister. <laughs> then afterwards, of course, it goes into the full vampire thing and the attacks and that. But I'm replacing Selma Hayek with uh, Nicolas Cage. In from dust till dick. <laughs> from dick till dawn. <laughs> from dick to dick. Oh, Lordy. All right. I'm going to have you go first, Joey, to pick. Yeah, I, I need a process. Yeah. Like, number one. That means you're taking Selma Hayek out of From Dust Till Dawn. And she can I, still have a dog. No, no, no. I've said it before. Yeah. I don't think there, anybody has been captured on film looking as good as Selma Hayek does, regardless of sexuality, sure. male, female, whatever. She looks fantastic. So you're taking the best-looking filmed actress slash actor slash character, whatever, out of... And you're dropping Nick Cage in. That feels criminal right up front. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, beyond that, I'm, boy, I got to think it over. Curtis, what are you? What are your thoughts at this point? Just a funny I, moment. We're having a little fun here. I feel kind of the same way. Like, <laughs> look, your pick made me laugh. Like, just picturing Nick Cage. Oh yeah, absolutely. With his foot in Tarantino's <laughs> mouth made me wish I'd never seen it. But at the same time, I'm glad I saw it. I, <laughs> <laughs> but just trying to bring I, a little joy to people's lives. Yeah, I I feel like uh, brings the snake into a whole different context. If it's <laughs> <laughs> it was a really long snake. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of I kind of feel that way. I, if you had picked like he replaced George Clooney, which I don't think you'd want to. If you replaced anybody, it probably would have been like, like Harvey Keitel, Harvey Keitel, or Tarantino. I was trying yeah. to pick somebody that was in it quick, and then it would be funny because the rest of them it really wouldn't be funny to put him in Tom Savini I could have seen the Nick the, Cage the with cock a pistol cock gun yeah something like that I don't know like he, Joey's like right Cheech like Marin or one of the best I could see parts. him giving Cheech's speech like that would have been fun yeah not to give away future picks possibly spoilers but yeah um I just yeah the best part of that movie is definitely Selma Hayek for me I mean I love that movie a lot there's a lot to love in that movie but she's definitely like the top part I'd hate to see her go that's the one thing the sequels don't have. Right. And they suck. Well, just remember, it's imaginary. She's still in the movie. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you took her out, man. <laughs> yeah, you... No, 
you and, pulled her out. <laughs> yeah, as much as I don't like the Fast and the Furious movies, I probably would watch them if <laughs> Vin Diesel wasn't in them. So I guess I'm going to go with Jess. Fair enough. Sorry. Yeah, Mike. as much as I like the, where your pick's at, you just took a step too far by taking <laughs> some Hayek out. So I, Fair too, enough. I'm going to go with Jess. We're going to give her the win this week. All so. Right. That moves uh, Jess to two and one. No, yes, two and one. Kenny, she's tied with Kenny at two and one now. So I think your best bet is to not show up during these, <laughs> and you'll win every let, time. Let, let, let <laughs> Kenny, let Kenny pull Selma Hayek out of the movie. It was bad enough when Dusty put himself in that movie. Like, what was it last week, two weeks ago? When well, that's we why I was playing off after of we was... all had decided we're sitting around the table, and then Dusty's the one coming out with a boa. I think that kind of screwed us up. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to leave some hike there. All right. Well, that is the way we've scored it. However, we don't get the final word on it. You do. Let us know what you think by voting in this week's cage match on Facebook and Twitter that uh, you can search for and follow us at PGTC podcast. The cage match is pinned right to the top of those pages. So you cannot miss them or call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We just might play your comments in an upcoming episode. We've we've they voted against us before. It won't be the first time if social media decides that we got it wrong. But are we actually allowing them to change the vote now? Oh no, 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 no. Okay. Vote, okay. The vote's set. It must. Right. It's a tie. It's a tie yeah, yeah. Okay. it's a tie. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So there we go. That's the way it worked out this week. Uh, next week, uh, I think Dusty and Jess have to go head to head. So we'll see because Dusty's not had his third match yet, and uh, that'll be the fourth for Jess, and then. We'll work our way through on our way to the championship at the end of April. That's cool. all I got. Anybody got anything else before we get out of here today? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Kenny's mad he lost. He's like, fuck uh, you and uh, fuck him too. Now he has a reason to play the song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep going really long on these things. I'm like, I guess I need to start being quiet. I'm talking too much during this. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It does not cost a thing, and it really is one of the best ways you can show your support for the show. Thanks again to Curtis and Kenny for being here this week. Thanks again to everybody listening whenever and wherever you're catching us. Don't forget, if you are in the area this weekend, come out and see us this Saturday and Sunday in Rogers, Arkansas at NWA Comic Con. We're going to be there all day Saturday. We're going to be there all day Sunday. we got a room all to ourselves. Come on, pop in, say hi, check out the check out the, well, the program. They'll hand you one. You can check out the Pop Goes the Culture stuff. There's some good you guests there, too. You can find it online. Yeah, gonna, they gotta, you'd have a blast if you went. The, last year when we went, it's, it, yeah, COVID still and stuff. But they only had, like, what, three or four actual guests? That, it was the first year I, con, and yeah. it was COVID, and I, I get all that. But this year they're going all in. They've brought, you know, they've got. Uh, let's see, Michael Rosenbaum will be there. Yep, uh, we'll chat him up a little bit. Uh, Doug Jones, the man behind the makeup and the mask on Star Trek Discovery, Pan's Labyrinth. He's worked with Guillermo del Toro a ton. As in, uh, he was was it Billy Butcher was his name? No, that's that's the boys. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the character in uh, Hocus Pocus? <laughs> the, the the 
the zombie oh, that's walking around. I can't believe I forgot his name. I, I, it's something like Billy Butcher, yeah. but it's not Billy Butcher because that's Carl Urban and the boys. But well, you uh, know it. Yeah, <laughs> they've got folks from Cobra Kai. You've got uh, folks from Hocus Pocus. You've yeah. got wrestlers, professional wrestlers. Ted, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, is yeah. going to be there. Come if, see him if, now. Ooh, if we can, <laughs> after everybody else is dying, <laughs> if we can get, if we can swap the Pop Goes the Culture Belt for the Million Dollar Belt, I think it's a fair trade. We'll do yeah. that. That'd be awesome. What's the Billy Butcherson? I was really close. <laughs> I was, I was very close. I did not think it was that close. <laughs> I knew it was close. Uh, yeah, Booker T is going to be there. There's going to be a lot of folks there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a nice weekend to get out and about. So There's, if you're traveling, you've got sunshine on your back. So yeah, it's. I mean, that whole Northwest Arkansas area, the whole Springdale, Bentonville, Rogers area is fantastic pretty dry. Anyway, yeah, really pretty dry. And they've got there. so many things you can do: hiking trails, biking trails. If you're into that. Uh, so come out, just spend part of your weekend with us in Rogers, Arkansas this weekend. Uh, but again, my name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you right back here next week for another brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast, where we are going to be drafting, <laughs> we're going to be drafting swears and insults that do not contain any profanity. That is mm. next week's fantasy draft. Plus, we got a new cage match and more. Until then, be safe, be healthy, be happy. See ya. Stay frosty. Stuffy no herders. That's all, folks. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.